Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by uh, two comedians slash football fans, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, they were. Um, that was uh, Matt Ford. Big Forest fans. He was yeah. in a great mood, obviously. Doing this big political show at the moment, isn't he? Where That's he interviews right. politicians one on one. Sounds great. Yeah, he was telling us about that. And uh, a new name uh, to uh, the show Chloe Petz. She was a big Palace fan, was mm-hmm. a season ticket holder. Yeah. And it was nice to meet her. She told us about her, her Palace supporting life and more, her and career. She's off on tour and stuff. So, yeah, she's great fun. We got the listeners involved. We had a bit of a chat, didn't we, Charlie? We did. We did, Paul. Uh, I nice think that will probably do us. Here it all is. <laughs> Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. I'm still, I'm still high from uh, beating Hollywood F- FC on Saturday. Yeah, well, so, yeah I know it's a long time ago for you, Paul. It's a Saturday. special scalp, isn't it, when you beat Wrexham these well, days? Oh, they've spent a lot of money, Paul. They'll say we're obsessed, but they've spent a lot of money. Yeah. They bought 710 away fans, which is immense. That's a good turnout. It's, it's isn't from it? Wrexham to Torquay. Yeah, it's not an easy trip. They bought a lot of players. They did have. Are a they getting? Where were you when you were? Or have they always I, got? Uh, seven, no, they always I, bought I don't think they've always had seven hundred. Oh, okay, no. fair enough. It did make me laugh the amount of Boreham Wood fans that that were at Bournemouth on on Sunday, Paul, right. for that cup win. When whenever I've been to Boreham Wood away, there's been about. 300 home fans there okay. at tops. I think there's a bit of glory hunting A little going bit of on. glory hunting going on, I think we might on, see Paul. that at Goodison as well. You never know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But good luck to them, Paul, eh? Yeah. Lovely, great manager, Luke Garrard. Fantastic young yeah, manager. Yeah, we, we spoke to one of the boys yesterday who's a big yeah, Evertonian, yeah. Looking, very much looking forward to the game. You'll have his eyes on that job soon. What's that? Luke Garrard, love his eyes on the Goodison job. Oh, yeah. He beats them. <laughs> yeah, if he beats them, I suppose that makes him better than Frank Lampard, doesn't it? That's yeah, the way exactly. it tends That's to how work. it works. Um, well, a couple of things I want to get the listeners going on today. Um, one of which is you had a story from uh, the I, world of um, did. officiating. This is right Emergency officiating. I've got to find it now. This is, this is uh, on, the, on the Isle of Wight, a cup match yeah. on the Isle of Wight. And uh, they, they turned up to play, Paul. Yeah. And they did not have... Uh, I can't find... There it is. Um, they did not have the, uh, a, a, referee. a referee. They didn't, didn't have anyone to, to run the lines or the referee. But they could play if somebody could do it. So a spectator turned referee... Uh, it was uh, Fleetlands. They have been dumped out of the Hampshire Trophy on the Isle of Wight, right? Because Fleetlands uh, got somebody out of the out of the crowd, out of the crowd to to be the ref. Did they and have he, any he referee credentials? They, I don't think they did. No official referee was taking charge. Okay. So and I would have thought in that case it wouldn't be 
the game would be sort of null and void, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be seen as a friendly? Like, you get the game on, but well, it couldn't be an official match. If... It was a case of, we're here now, let's play. If okay. we decided not to play, we'd, only, we'd have had to pay some of the costs, and next week we had to call a league game off. Right. The referee made some strange decisions for both teams, <laughs> but the key decision... The penalty right. <laughs> went against us. Yeah, it was a very strange yes. decision, said their manager. He blew the whistle, the players stopped, and he awarded a penalty because he said our defender had two hands on their attacker. I was frustrated on the sidelines, and it created frustration among the players. It creates an element of doubt in the players' minds. Well, that's because you've dragged the bloke out of the crowd <laughs> to be the referee. He was in his like, slip-ons, Paul, and like some casual slacks. You wouldn't slacks. do that, would you? I mean, if, you know, you wouldn't do that for an amputation, would you? You wouldn't just drag a bloke with well, a doctor's not made it in yeah, today, so but- on the M1, we just get a bloke out the bloke out the way. He says he's room. got his own scalpel. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Will that he's do? got his own tools. He is, look, yeah. he is a plumber. But I once did referee a match, and my mate was playing. A very good friend of mine, James, was playing. Yeah, and he scored, and I disallowed it because I said he was offside just to wind him up, Paul. So I hold my hands up. So you called an offside without <laughs> any sort of assistant referees. I ho- hold my hands up. That, that that was true. I did that at wow. that point. So I wondered if we had people who'd given. Dodgy decisions. Well, even deep d- down, knowing they weren't right. Emergency refereeing yeah, or the, emergency refereeing, of course. Yeah, the producer it. just hit us with one earlier on. He said uh, he, he ended up having a last-minute call to umpire a cricket match. Yeah, and he gave a call. Again, he knew some of the blokes in the home team. Yeah. Gave a call against gave them. someone out, and a riot started. They all took base full-on fistfight. It's always dangerous in cricket, Paul, isn't it? Yeah. People look forward to it all week. They can be out, you know, and you can walk out there. You've spent three hours fielding. You walk out yeah. there. You're out first ball. You've not had a bowl. It's your Sunday over in it, so to be given out LB or something by some chancer. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did it years, I've mentioned before, I did it years and years ago. I was going to knock on my door one Sunday afternoon. Paul, would you come and just referee a game? We want to try and play, but the ref hasn't turned oh, up. Right, yeah. Said, oh, yeah, why not? Sure. And then t- I just did it as a favour. But afterwards, they come up to me with this sort of bag of coins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, they'd obviously was... had a collection. Yeah, lovely. They'd had a collection for me for getting off the just sort of load of 10p pieces. About th- would you do, go down the pier? 40 years ago. Go down this the pier, was. go on one of them tuppany nudges. I, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> they just handed me a couple of bits of change. Anyway, oh, very okay. nice. There we are. So we'll take those, won't we, Paul? Yes, we will. We're looking for uh, emergency officialdom. Let's know this afternoon talksport.com forward slash h and j uh, text to 81089 or uh, tweet to ts h and j this afternoon a uh, bad news for sue gray but, uh, very but not ba- not that one you were <laughs> telling us different today. one in the sun every time someone's uh, kind of fairly ubiquitous there's always a story like this there's a story of someone with the same name who's been inundated with abuse or get on with it and yeah, stuff this like is that. a sleep therapist sue gray right okay. she's a sleep therapist Bob. i bet a few people said i bet if you spent Less time sleeping and more time getting your report finished would be all right. I mean, she probably had some of that, didn't she? <laughs> She's been bombarded with emails from voters thinking she is the Partygate report author. Okay. Sue Gray, 65, is surprised that most who write support... Oh, they, they, most of them were writing to support the MP. So oh, OK, we are. They, were writing to, they were writing to support, to, to Sue Gray to say, what are you on about? It's the Chris Hoy, Chris Foy exactly. situation. there we are. So, so um, wrong names. Whose mail do you get? We'd love to know whose mail you get this afternoon. Charlie gets um, Charlie Baker, the governor, former governor of Massachusetts. I do. He's I stepping get, down. I get all his, he is stepping down. I get all his Facebook abuse. Oh, OK, Not nice. all of it, some of it.
Do you pass any of it on or do you spare it? I, I reply to them. I sometimes reply to them. I'm yeah. not the governor of Massachusetts. Okay. I am Charlie Baker. Do you ever get an apology? I'm often wondering, do you get an apology when people yeah. rail again? Do I'll they apologise? I'll read some out to you later on. Oh, I can't wait. We'll put some, we'll put a nice music bed under it. The Charlie Baker abuse music <laughs> oh, bed. Oh, sorry about that. I hope you're, hope you're all right. Oh, okay, you good. Know, they well, turn out to be got, nice people. At least they've got the decency to do that. Maybe it's because anyway, I'm not in Massachusetts. Could be. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, you never know quite what mood your guests are going to be in, do you? You hope for the best. <laughs> You're going to be quite upbeat. I think I know what mood our next Yeah, I've got, I've got a feeling be. our next guest will be. Well, certainly when it comes to sport, in quite a good mood. He is a Forest fan. He's a comedian. And uh, also brings us the political party on a regular basis. Uh, his live shows. Um, uh, got some coming up with Neil Kinnock. Edwina Curry, and I'm guessing now Gloria Gaynor will be making a guest <laughs> appearance. Matt Ford joins us. Good afternoon, Matt. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, oh, look at, listen to that. Listen that to all the joys of spring in his voice. Seeing off Leicester City. Um, we'll come on to the football in a minute. But uh, yeah, I mean, Gloria, tough booking. I know she comes over <laughs> and does the odd personal appearance, but that would be great to sing us after Edwina to sing yeah. us out, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be fantastic. I mean, I think Edwina Curry is, uh, you know, good enough booking on herself, but that's the thing. I mean, I, I've had previous nights where Alistair Campbell's turned up and played the bagpipes at the end of the night, so you can't rule it out. No. That's... <laughs> so tell us a bit more about the political party shows that you do. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before, but fill us in on that. You know what? When I describe it, it almost sounds insane, but it's a show in the West End mm. where I interview a politician on stage and it's it's slightly cheeky. I take the mick out of them a fair bit, but I also allow them the time to, 
you know, explain themselves. And there's, I think so few people actually will ever see a politician live. And when you give them a stage for an hour and you indulge them a little bit and you take the mic and you tease, you get these incredible interviews with them. Uh, I had Michael Heseltine on last night. Mm-hmm. And it was like going back in time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like going to another planet. It was so incredible. And everyone was there, was just absolutely captivated by him. So there are these incredible nights out where it's a funny night out, first and foremost. It's a comedy night, really. But at the centre of it are these politicians from across the spectrum that tell you inside stories from their times in politics that they never tell anyone else. And it's it's just front and centre at the moment, politics, constantly, isn't it? So, I mean, it's just everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody's got an opinion on it. It's just, you know, every day is another story. Well, this is you know, sometimes you have to pay for adverts in newspapers. Mm. I've saved a fortune, thanks to Boris Johnson, <laughs> because every time the news is on, I can just tweet that I'm on tour and I sell a load of tickets. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I've never known a PR campaign like it. It saved me thousands of pounds. <laughs> As politics, Fordy, becomes more and more tribal, and it's more and more difficult for people to get an actual true point across, do you think because you humanise these people that that platform really helps them? Well, you know what? I just think most people are normal. I think most people are used to having people in their friendship groups that are left-wing, right-wing, people who don't vote. Like, it's sort of mad. You know, sometimes when you consume politics only through the media, you think everyone's really angry and we all Mm. hate each other. And I just never think that's the case. I mean, obviously, as yesterday showed, there are some dangerous people out there, um, but they are absolutely in the minority. Most people are perfectly reasonable. And actually, I think most people actually quite enjoy listening to someone they disagree with. Um, which is a good job because I've seen to book a lot of people that people disagree with. <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg is on on the 11th of April. Is he? Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you do, because you know, you're an impressionist as well, do you do them at them at all? <laughs> yes. So I remember once when I, um, I had William Hague on a few years ago and it was only in talking to him. <laughs> I noticed he does this thing where he sort of hums in between the words <laughs> where he will say, well, it is a great honour to be on <laughs> TalkSport. And I pointed this out to him. I said, well, the key to a William Hague is to go very low and then very high. <laughs> and uh, he just kind of went, right, well, I suppose. <laughs> so I think he freaks them out sometimes. You yeah. had... Uh, uh, and Anthony Scaramucci on, didn't you? The Mooch. Um, Could he do the uh, Fandango? Who, who was the uh, <laughs> the press secretary for Donald Trump in his show? And then it's kind of completely flipped and he's one of his fiercest critics now, isn't it? It must have been fascinating. He was. I mean, I would urge everyone, to, obviously, to listen to every episode, but that, that was more like interviewing someone from The Sopranos. <laughs> that was the least political interview I've ever done because he would start off. He's a phenomenal communicator. You underestimate some of these people at your peril, really. And he would, each answer, he would start off with a very heartfelt, very American explanation of why he worked for Donald Trump. And then he would end it like a gangster. So he'd say, look, my dad is blue college from New Jersey. <laughs> and for, for 20 years, the establishment ignored these people. Yeah. And I saw him talking to my dad. So I got on board. But I said to him, I said, you let these people down, I'll smash you in the head. <laughs> I could have gone from rags to riches and yeah. into good fellas. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Look, we should, we, um, so this one is coming up the 21st of February, Edwina Curry, and uh, tell us where it's at and the time. So it's at the Duchess Theatre every fortnight. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm also taking my stand-up show on tour as well, Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, where yeah. I take the mick out of all of them and I get Great a lot poster. of impressions in there. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I dressed up as a clown and a joker. It's a really sort of... Yeah. Uh, Original idea. <laughs> Will yeah. you be asking her about John Major, Matt? I mean, 
yeah. <laughs> I think we are not to. The yeah. question is, will you ask about anything else? And yeah. the answer is, I may struggle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, just on to the football, finally. And uh, what about oh, that result yeah. and the performance? Amazing. The trouble is, a bit of a shop window for some of your boys. It was Scout Central, but apparently. Fordy's been saying on Twitter and, and privately that something is happening. So Steve Cooper is doing such a good job. Yeah. There is momentum and something is happening, haven't you, Fordy? Oh, it's amazing. And it's I think it's the fact as well. You're absolutely right, Paul, about it being a shop window. But I just think I'd rather that than us lose. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's far better to have everyone talking about your players. Mm. The last two FA Cup games, especially, both and having them both on terrestrial telly, knocking out two Premier League teams that we absolutely deserve to beat and deserve to beat by more, really, just shows. I mean, a few months ago, we were bottom of the second division with one point. Mm. And then Cooper comes in with two points off the playoffs, we're in the fifth round of the FA Cup, having beaten two Premier League teams convincingly. I mean, it's it's sort of mad that we're mid-table championship and simultaneously one of the best teams in England. <laughs> and that is a fact. You have to say it. I mean, Jed Spence, <laughs> Brennan Johnson are definitely Premier League players. Mm. We're probably half of our team, if not all of them, will end up playing in the Premier League, either with Forrest or with someone else. So you think, actually, this is a kind of... It just feels so surreal because if, the, uh, you know, I, I know people go, oh, if the season would have been five games longer. But if you take Cooper's reign specifically, that is automatic promotion form. I mean, it's very hard not to get excited by it. And the performance against, I mean, Leicester just weren't in it at all. No, It was incredible. You know what? Five minutes in, I said to my girlfriend, I said, this is going to be really hard. You know, the, you know, the difference now is going to really show these, they're fitter, they're more precise. And then it just didn't happen. No. They were rubbish <laughs> for 90 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And the goal they got was just lucky. You're like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. They're the holders. The mid-table Premier League. Yeah. Steve, I'm so Steve, excited. Steve I think Cooper. the whole country. Yeah. You know what? This is after England in the summer, right? Everyone's like, where's that feeling? And and maybe you, Emma Raducanu gave it us for a bit. Mm. Nottingham Forest are carrying on the work that Gareth Southgate, <laughs> yeah. Grealish and Harry. Well, all, we are the national love story everyone needs. <laughs> sure all the Forest and Derby fans are sharing in your joy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Leicester and... Uh, yeah, Steve, Steve Cooper would be a really good Leicester manager, actually, if, if Brendan right. does get the old oh, team. Yeah, what about that? You ain't got to move house of you. Perfect. Yeah. Close I mean, he's a, oh, I think you'd have to move house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy was making the point yesterday, you feel for managers like him because he could well get them in the Premier League, decide to stay on and see how he gets some of that set of players in the Premier League. And then come Christmas, you're all sitting there saying, oh, he hasn't got it. It's yeah, been found out yeah. in the Premier League. It's out of work by January or February. It always seems very unfair on the guys that get them up. Yeah, but after 23 years out of the Premier League, including three in League One, I dream of <laughs> getting to Christmas and sacking a manager because we're bottom of the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> they are the sunlit uplands that we've been gagging for. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you, Matt. We'll catch Cheers up with you soon. All the best. Cheers, fellas. You Reds. You Reds. There, there we is. are. Uh, at Love Matt them. Ford, F-O-R-D-E, of course. He's got all the details of the tour and the... Uh, and uh, City Ground is one of the best away days, Paul. If you yes. can go and get... Or, you know, or home day if you're there yeah. and up there and get some tickets. It's proper football ground. I've not been up... I, with, I did a show with Max there before the yes, start of, course, of the yeah. season. We went up with Chris Wellamo and did the show on the side of the pitch, which was fun. And yeah. a few old faces. John McGovern popped down and saw us and a few old... Andy yeah. Reid popped down. Um, but uh, I, last time I was there was to watch Forrest lose, sadly, mm. to Bayern Munich. They got properly gubbed. It's one of those places that's not Europe. been redeveloped that much. So yeah. it's still got all the old ghosts in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. It no, still it's a lovely, feels, it's nice, it's a lovely ground. I remember match, going yeah. there to watch Spurs over the years uh, when we often lost because they were a very good side then. And uh, yeah, no, it's a good atmosphere. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Woo!
Welcome back to the TalkSport studios. It's Paul Hawksby and Charlie Bacon. I mentioned that because uh, one of the great things about the TalkSport studio over the years is oh, yeah. that things... We gather things. Things accrue over the course of time. Up. They turn up. And it takes a while for them to disappear. Mm. Um, for example, I look just down at the bottom of the right, there's the uh, the remnants of a box of Lola's cupcakes. I yes. don't know if Laura or Ali brought them in or Simon or Jim were feeling sort of... Uh, they wanted to support the team. It was someone's birthday. Exactly. But uh, that's just button. They'll sit there for a while. <laughs> they'll, they'll probably get eaten. I don't know. Well, I wonder if they'll Andy still be... Andy or, or Darren might fancy one later. I wonder I if they'll know. still be here when I'm in on Thursday. Okay, uh, but before in that particular spot, just to the right of where I'm sitting, were a set of bathroom scales. Were they Alan scales? I think. Are they, they Alan? Are they know. doing I, a sort of cr- a, John scales? A January John scales for all your scales needs, like Jeff Capes. Jeff's Capes. That's what he does now all those shops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the, yeah, we've the scales have moved from this point of the right of my yeah. desk to another point of the studio, where I'm sure during the course of the week people will go out and weigh themselves but fully clothed in their hobnail boots is a bit pointless never, it? you only bring yourself down it's a carpeted floor Paul you should never weigh yourself yeah. on a carpeted floor the it's idea of somebody walking past well. that window of our studio that's a fully stripped down Alan Brazil <laughs> and Ali McCoy's weighing themselves <laughs> as part yeah. of some kind of early year bet but yeah. anyway I just thought I'd let, let you in on that little yeah, secret there used of, to be a Bielsa yeah. seat around a stall around didn't that's they that's right we used to have the, in the, yeah. tub we accrued things the blue bucket and that came, a couple that of came over from, from the old place yes it did we brought it with us <laughs> so anyway they're a little insight into what goes on here at Talk Sport um, now we did ask Charlie yeah, you told a few us a story tweets, uh, of a cup, cup game on the Isle of Wight yeah. which uh, was going to be called off because there was no referee and somebody said is there a referee in the house and apparently there wasn't <laughs> but there was a, somebody in the crowd that he'd do it. with very little knowledge of refereeing who was prepared to do the game and sounds like didn't make a stunning job of it didn't make a great job and he gave, a, gave a penalty yeah. and gave a penalty against yeah. the home side that had called him out of the crowd but if you call someone out of the crowd to do anything really you're, you're kind of asking for trouble aren't you uh, happened in a league match at Torquay United uh, Stan Whedon was called out The uh, is there a referee in the house to run, Stan Whedon to, to run that, the line wow you remember his I name I remember his name because I thought that'd be a good quiz question yeah. one day yeah <laughs> and, uh, if, if the chase ever gets to that point where Brad's asking <laughs> what was the name of the referee who was called yeah. out the crowd for Torquay yeah. very specific yeah. Stan Whedon put his hand up came out came out Came and got the kit out off the out off the fourth official. Did he have a good game? You didn't. You didn't have a fourth official. You see, in, no. the, in the National League South. No. He came out. He ran the line. He, he was didn't. that fair? How long ago was that? Oh, three years ago. Oh, only three. three, oh, three okay. or four years ago. Wow. And we were like four nil up or something at the time. But so they, was like, they must have wanted to see his badges. They, he was a no, proper. He just said he was a proper badge. He was just a bloke. Was well. Anyway, knows? Charlie, bring us some of those impromptu yes. officialdom stories. Yeah, because uh, we had some cricket ones as well, didn't we? Uh, there we are. So uh, I joined Chester College. Oh, this is a football one. I joined Chester College of Law's football team. Yeah. Their first match was a friendly. There was no ref, and as a sub, I was selected to be ref. <laughs> That's nice. You. <laughs> All right, you can be the ref. Oh, oh yeah. you're a sub yeah. anyway. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah. I had no qualifications or experience, no change of shirt, nor indeed a whistle, and I couldn't whistle through my fingers. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, chaos had ensued as my attempts to shout louder than the players were pointless. I did give one decision, <laughs> a disputed penalty against my own team. 
but a bit like VAR, no one knew what was going on or agreed with the ultimate decision. The penalty eventually stood, was scored, and I was thereafter a pariah. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly afterwards, I was relieved of my duties by someone who could wolf whistle, and I never made my debut. <laughs> what a shame. That's Rich- Daniel in uh, Daryl in Nutsford. We've had some cricket ones, and there is something quite intimidating about being a cricket umpire as opposed oh, yeah. to a referee. There will be an appeal by players in a football match, and you do have to make an instant decision. Yeah. But there is an actual shout and a look to you, and you've got to make it's that up call to you. straight away. You've got to make some kind of call. Uh, Richard in Shrewsbury says uh, we were short of an official umpire when our team, the Shrewsbury Second Eleven, came to bat. I was handed the white coat. I tried to look confident, but absolutely no idea what I was doing. Our opener got halfway down the track to a leg side spin delivery, and the entire fielding team went up for an LBW appeal. Having no idea of the rule, I thought they all sounded pretty confident, so it must be out. <laughs> Completely intimidated by them. The opening batsman wrote, triggered by Coxie next to the LBW in the official scoreboard. Which oh, is annoying. You. I was on 48. Yeah. Highest cricket score I've ever got was 48. And That's old, good work. And old Bill. Yeah. When I was on, well, not the wasn't police. the old Bill. Oh, okay, <laughs> Bill, who was, it was uh, umpiring. Yes, uh, for this is for. Old, we expected the, the, to know the, him, old. No, Bill. no, no. The the bell in in old. a bit parochial. Great this. pub, yeah. Great, oh, super yeah. pub. I used to play cricket for them. And we were away at Yattenden. I scored forty eight, and we were on, and it, and he gave me LBW on forty eight, Paul, and I, oh, right. I've never forgiven him. Really, and, uh, ever. He's no longer with us. I still don't forgive him. But but you know, in my mind. Was too high, Paul. Let it go. Hit me on the thigh. Let it go, Charlie. This is from Brent. After emergency call for us, the home team to provide umpiring. Um, we couldn't agree on the LBW laws, so our captain declared, "Don't give any LBWs." That's yeah. a nice way forward, Paul. Just no LBs. Oh, that's, that's I, I like it. No <laughs> LBWs. Happened to Chris. To do it. Happened to Chris at the weekend. He said last Sunday, my son's game, in what can only be described as horrific conditions, our uh, Lino went to grab a coffee at half time. Passed me the flag. Said, "Don't mind you for a couple of minutes." Never came back. He said oh. I had to do uh, the whole game. So uh, well, that's how it is. Harry did, and he now has to have that flag until he can pass it on to yeah, someone can, else. Yeah, you can't get rid of it, can you? you can't pass it on you know, to anybody else. Goes, yeah. Steve Pye, old mate Steve Pye's been. He's he's had enough of you having a pop at Boreham Woods crowds. I'm not having a pop at them. Just saying. The Why truth. does he keep bringing it up? He said. I mean, you just you just like to put the boot in, don't you? You're a bit jealous because they're still in the FA Cup. And they're going to Goodison. Oh, I'm not jealous of Boreham Wood. No. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like I insulted you, Charlie. Saying that. <laughs> I'm not worried. They're, they're, uh, they're, doing, they're doing very well in the National League. They though. are. Do keep those coming. Uh, Sorry, Steve. I do apologise. Emergency officials. But I will keep one? doing it. Have you been one or have you witnessed one? <laughs> now, get yourself down to Iceland soon because oh, yeah. Tyson Fury oh. is bringing out his own range of uh, branded goods. Oh, lovely. It's not the Big Dosser range, <laughs> surprisingly. It's called Furosity. Lovely. And um, yeah, it's a time it of frozen the, food. Isn't time it? of the budget supermarket. The first thing he's going to produce is an energy drink with as much caffeine as two cups of coffee. That's a nice little <laughs> right, bedtime what snack for you. Uh, cherry, apple, and raspberry flavors. Um, he's going to be looking at other things as well: pizzas, pastries, confectionery, beer. Lovely. Not the wild boar sausages. Well, I'd give no. those a yeah. give those a swerve <laughs> in yeah, the range. Everybody, at... don't don't suggest that in the meeting at Iceland. <laughs> what about a lovely what? Don't, frozen don't, wild boar let's pizza. Let's not get into wild that. Boar. 
So, uh, yeah. So there we are. There so we good are. luck to Tyson. Tyson in the, ener- the energy it's a shame drink sounds a bit, a bit a big manic. Dosser. Big Dosser range would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? It would have gone yeah, in there for... Like the Carabao Cup, the Big Dosser Cup. Yeah, that would... would have been, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure who's going to go... Nobody's going to say the magic of the Big Dosser Cup. The Big they, Dosser really? Racing Team, like Red Bull Racing, Paul. Yeah, you see it as an old brand. A whole brand, like Red Bull do all the... You, should, know, be, all you should be part of his branding I'd team. I'd be good at it. I'd be good at it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Friday night, my, my two sons were, uh, went off to Burn. Birmingham to see Ed, uh, Ed Gamble. Oh yeah, lovely. And uh, they said uh, the uh, the uh, the warm up was great, really the good. Act, yeah, uh, support act, Chloe Pett, she's fantastic. Big Palace fan. Uh, you should get her on, Dad. Yeah. So we have. Look at that. Your wish is Look my at that. command. It's taken Paul. three days. You can't <laughs> let your kids down. Chloe. I've been summoned. You said my name three times in the mirror, and I appeared. <laughs> Here she is. Well, they really, yeah, they really enjoy it. You said I saw from social media. You said they they were a good crowd the other night. Yeah. Yeah, but I say that about all the crowds. Oh yeah, I suppose I? that's no, true. Right. That's true. That's not making. If you want special. them to come to your tour, you got to say that they were nice. You can't <laughs> go. They were awful. But no, they were particularly lovely. Actually, I think we were quite spoiled for the first two dates of the tour, Birmingham and Leicester, and we were like. We're going to have a stinker here at some point, but <laughs> it's been a nice, it's been a nice start. So far, yeah. Are you doing the whole tour with Ed? Whole tour, all fifty-two dates. So yeah, yeah it's very novel uh, at the moment, but I think that could wear off in a, yeah. in the next couple of weeks or so. But yeah, very exciting. Because when you are the, we've talked to Charlie about it. When you are the support act, you know, it's it's it's, it's a difficult balance to strike, isn't it? I would guess. Yeah, I'm going around with Jack D at the moment, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I find I walk out and you sort of have to deal with the disappointment that you're not. <laughs> You're not him. And the thing is, like, you look a bit like a younger Jack D. So maybe it takes a little bit of time to acclimatise. Like, is that he's him? cheered up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> he's lost a few wrinkles and cheered up a bit. But I think I think it's the thing with um with comedy support acts. If you can just sort of exceed people's expectations slightly, they're they're more relieved that you're not yeah. awful. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, and and I think audiences are made in the image of the performer that they go and see, and Ed's lovely. Yeah. So. You know. Well, ideally, you want that bit in springtime for Hitler where it looks like everybody's walking out and then you say something fun, they all come back <laughs> and sit down again. again. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're looking for. Well, well you're, you're going on the road as well, aren't you, Chloe? So you're going to go on your own tour? Yeah, well? yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. on my own tour. Yeah. Um, I'm starting in May at the Soho Theatre. Yeah, and then uh, you're around the country. All around the country. Yeah. I'm going back to sort of quite a lot of the cities that, that Ed, Ed was in. Yeah. Um, so just to sort of do my own show. So I'm going Birmingham, Bath, Brighton other places yeah. you know yeah. Chloe's, Chloe's on the up pool oh yeah that's she's right she's very very she's not like me just on the way down yeah <laughs> you know take, she, she's on the way up you take her out for a small bells and put her right <laughs> yeah. tell her what a dirty business this is straight <laughs> after sit there for an hour looking at the no, bottom she's of the got, glass she's got all sorts going on it's yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. she's really funny what she's was your route life. in then Chloe how long have you been doing this I started I uh, did my first gig in 2015 mm. and I basically, I knew that I wanted to do stand-up comedy for a long time so I went, went around telling everyone that I possibly could that I was going to do stand-up comedy so eventually the shame of bumping into people six months later and they go, have you done stand-up comedy yeah, yet? Yeah. Became so much that I was sort of shamed into doing it um, and then yeah, just, just gigged on the open mic circuit for a couple of years and then you know the gigs start getting a little bit better and 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 then you're on tour with a gamble so yeah it's, it's going great pretty yeah. good pretty good uh, and yeah just as, as my boys tell me you are a palace fan you incorporate a bit of palace into the show by the sound of it some of it we can't do at this time of day but um <laughs> do, you, do you get the game sort of fairly regularly yeah i was a season ticket holder before the pandemic mm. um i didn't renew this season just because of the tour and stuff like i haven't mm. been able to, to go but i went back to uh the liverpool game which was absolutely great and i sat with my mate joe and he sits right in the corner flag so you're sort of you know as far away from the players as we are from each other now yeah and um 
God, they look expensive. <laughs> what, <laughs> really? What a handsome bunch of young men they yeah. are, and they're massive as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was it's absolutely amazing being back in the stadium. Like it's such a good atmosphere, isn't it, Sellers Park? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very they're, they're good. They make a lot of fans, noise yeah. away from Brilliant home as well. They're very good fans, yeah. and they yeah. found some form. You know, they, they found some form under the new manager, and it's a different, more attacking style of football, more exciting. Well, I think the, the thing that I'm saying is like, there's not much difference in terms of our positioning in the league to last season. But, you know, last season we were average and boring. This season we're average and exciting. And yeah. I would much rather have that. Like it, Last season was the first time that I've turned off Crystal Palace for self-care. Usually I'm sort of, <laughs> I'm a there to the bitter end kind of supporter. But it was it was horrible watching some of those um, Roy Hodgson pandemic games. But um, yeah, it, did they it, call it the Roy Hodgson pandemic? <laughs> I mean, he gets a lot pinned on him. Well, I don't think it was his well, fault. You know. He gets a lot yeah. pinned on him. Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame it on Roy. Poor old Roy. We can, as Palace fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was our own personal pandemic. Is what we is what yeah. we call the Roy Hodgson, the end of the Roy Hodgson era. But yeah. love the guy, please, please. Yeah. I won that record. I absolutely adore Roy Hodgson. Mm. But yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good because. Uh, you know, Wilf's obviously been away for um, the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. And it was nice that the dialogue uh, wasn't what it usually is when Wilf is away. And it's because we've got exciting players like yeah, Eze, yeah, we've yeah. got Elise, you know, we've got Conor Gallagher. So there's not that sort of impetus on him to drag us out of trouble. Like we've got a game plan, yeah, an yeah. attacking game plan, which feels very novel. And why, why Palace? Did you go as a, a kid or was you taken? Who took you? My dad's Bromley. Um, he said that when I was really small, he was he, he didn't want to force it upon me. Mm. Uh, wanted to give me a choice. Although he he said that, but I have seen pictures since, and I'm just exclusively in Palace kit. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it, there might have been a bit of forcing. But yeah, yeah I, I just got obsessed with it from about the, like as soon as I could. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he took me to the games. We were season ticket holders from when I was about six or mm. seven. Yeah. I know yeah. something Charlie does when he tours, and we were chatting to Fred McCauley in Edinburgh the other day. Does the same thing when he's on tour, when he's around different parts of the country. He'll often take in a game if he finds we've got a couple of gigs in a city. Taking a game is that something you've started to do a bit now and again? I haven't started. I haven't had that um, that opportunity yet, but it's definitely yeah, definitely on my radar. It would be lovely mm. to go and see as many uh, grounds as yeah. I can. Because you do, Charlie. You're often popping. I love it. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm in a, a weekend somewhere, I'll go. Some should support Bromley. I mean, Bromley are doing really, really well yeah, in the National League. They could be your other team. Yeah, they, I, I they like could, a glory they hunt. Might, they might be a league team next year. Yeah. <laughs> glory hunt with Bromley. That, <laughs> that shows the level. Well, at that, that level, <laughs> Charlie would be a glory hunt if he switched from talking to exactly, Bromley now. Exactly. Well, thanks yeah. a lot, Paul. Thanks for reminding me. That's very you kind. wouldn't do that. Then, no, you no, know, no, you're thick and thin, mainly thin. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll keep an eye on Bromley, though. Yeah, that's a yeah, good that's shout. good shout, isn't it? I'll see you in a Bromley away shirt. Yeah, per- yeah, perfect. Thank you, so, thank you so much. <laughs> Brilliant, Chloe. So where are you next with Ed and, and when's your next... Uh, well, you, the tour starts in May, yeah? My tour starts in May. Tomorrow uh, night I'm with Ed in Watford. So that'll be nice announcing myself as a Palace fan there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go Hopefully out. I don't get chased out of the... Uh, well, you got last, you might Ro- get Roy Q&A. Hodgson material. Q&A get some Roy Hodgson. About Roy. <laughs> yeah, what... What's he like under... Because maybe I'll ask you some questions. That might, might turn into a different show. Do, do you guys want to come and we can just talk do a live, yeah. Yeah. A live I'll, radio I'll recording? I'll football-related questions about your new manager, if you would like. That, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he'll give you your own personal pandemic, uh, yeah. Watford. It's, yeah, the... <laughs> the also, Palace, as well, you think about it, it's getting quite a kind of comedian's enclave, isn't it? I mean, many of them related to each other. The Steels, yeah, the Mark, Days... Mark and Elliot are yeah. always there. Mark and Elliot, the Holly Walsh. 
Walsh is a is a is a. Uh, it's Holly Walsh. I think Palace. she's Palace. Yeah. Oh. Doc, Doc Brown. Joe Brand. Eddie Izzard. Yeah, it's quite. Sean Hughes was quite. They used to always say sort of Chelsea and Tottenham and all the United or the sort of lovey. Yeah. But they all look at Palace. All moved to South London. You yeah. see. Yeah. It so must it be the sort of like uh, the gentrification of South London. There's yeah. something about a comedian that wants to self-flagellate, and that must <laughs> be the, <laughs> the crossover <laughs> of the two things. That is the job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we can follow you on social media, I take it. Yeah, at Chloe Pets on Twitter and Instagram. Please. With two T's, of course. Yeah, P E T T S. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, lovely to see you. The boys were right. Lovely to uh, lovely to meet you, and best of luck with the tour. I hope it all goes very well. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much. Coming again, it. coming end of the season when Palace is mid table and. Average. Mid-table mid, mid again. But, you know, at least we did it with a bit of flair. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing wrong with mid-table. I know, we'll take, they there. take it I now. spent years there as a they, Tottenham they fan. They take it now, I tell you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this Lovely afternoon stuff. show. We'll do it all again tomorrow, myself and Andy. Charlie, you'll be back on Thursday for the birthday spread. The birthday spread. Not just the birthday. I'll do the oh, rest yeah, of the I show did, as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can get in at 3.30 if you like. But no, up I, to I, you. if you can get, pop in for a one, that'd be perfect. <laughs> okay, that'd Lovely. Fine. Brilliant. Okay, uh, do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.